It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi. Ah, what's what's going, going on? Oh, uh, not much. My, for some reason, the music intro to the podcast is playing while I started recording. Weird. I'm frazzled. <laughs> what's up? Kelsey, you're on? Yep. Josh, you on? What's up, everybody? Hey, Josh. Oh. VTech Poppy. What's up? Oh. Hey. All right. Uh, Paul had to bail last second, so I might add somebody as we go along here. But for now, it's us. Guys... All right. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe they did it. <laughs> oh, what a goddamn but game. I took... Oh, my God. Yo, I was slamming on my bed. <laughs> Uh, all right, so hey, everyone, we've already started recording, because why the hell not? Uh, welcome to Locked on Raptors episode number 518. It's Thursday, May 23rd. Yada, 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 iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, I'm Sean Woodley, and we're doing a thing we've done before on the podcast, which is uh, when the Raptors have a big playoff win. Uh, it first happened after they uh, dispatched the dastardly Washington Wizards last year. We get on a podcast, maybe I fire up a beer or two, and uh, we just talk and try to sort out our feelings because, oh my God. So I'm joined. Uh, the first voice you heard there was, uh, you know him as VTech Poppy on Twitter. It's our pal Muhammad. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you guys? So, so, so good. Uh, also joining me is Josh Howe. What's up, man? How's it going, Sean? Oh, pretty damn good. And uh, also joining us is uh, Kelsey O'Brien. Kelsey, hello. Hi. H- how are you doing? <laughs> um, so I've given birth three times, and this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, the Raptors beat the Bucks in Game 5, 105-99. Kawhi Leonard had 35, 7, and 9. Uh, Pascal Siakam had 14 and 13. Uh, Kyle had a nice game. Fred goddamn Van Vliet at 21 on 7 of 9 from deep and was a plus 28 somehow in 37 minutes. Um, it doesn't make any sense that he was a plus 28 in 37 minutes and Kawhi Leonard was a, a plus 3 in 40 minutes. That The math hurt, hurts my brain there. But hey, shouts to you, Fred, for breaking the laws of math. Uh... Oh my god, I, hold on, I have to open this bad boy. Uh, thank you to Bose for the full-time IPA. You know who's full-time? Kawhi Leonard and his goodness. Holy god. <laughs> uh, Josh, let's start with you. What, what, where did you watch the game? What was your reaction? What, what, how are you feeling right now, buddy? I watched the game at home. Um, alone, because like that's my life. 
uh, as a student. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wanted to be locked in. So I like being locked in the playoffs. So it's just me in a chair in front of a TV, you know, screaming at nothing. Um, yeah, man, that, this game was insane. Grinded out, defensive game, shooting was poor, uh, bodies flying everywhere. Raptors still being fantastic in the half court defense. Uh, Bucks getting out transition a little bit more. Eric Bledsoe showed up for a bit there. Van Vliet came out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, it's just there's so much stuff with this game, man. Yeah, um, we'll get into the stuff for sure. Uh, just so people know what I was doing during the game. I had a softball game. It was my first softball game of the season, and I didn't want to like leave my team hanging because we needed me to have the right number of people to play. And so I decided I was going to watch on PVR, which ultimately I think was a pretty good decision because I got back um, probably about 9.30, started the PVR, kind of zipped through the first three and a half quarters and then got right in line with like six minutes left. And it was perfect. It was right when Kawhi hit the three over Brooke Lopez, actually, is when, uh, is when I caught up. It was perfect timing. And uh, so, yeah, that was my experience watching the game. I didn't watch the first three and a half games with Twitter. That was delightful. Um uh, Kelsey, where, where were you? What, what's uh, how's Kawhi doing? Uh, not not Leonard, but uh, your Kawhi. Uh, <laughs> have you screamed? Have you screamed his name a, a bunch of times and woken him up, or what's going on? No, he went to bed at the half, and uh-huh. um, I enjoyed the good half of the basketball game on the couch without <laughs> me. The the good half. They're both good halves. The first half was great. Uh, I mean, it wasn't great in the first quarter. It was. Know. Yeah, the first quarter was kind of bad. Yeah, first quarter, like I always, whenever I get just, I always pick at my scalp and it's like a really bad, like nervous tick. Oh. And like I swear to God, I was like picking it till it ble- bled. Uh, oh. And then second, second quarter, it kind of just went away. <laughs> uh, oh. There was nothing to be anxious about anymore. That uh, sounds like not a pleasant way to watch basketball, but hey, we all we all do our own <laughs> things. <laughs> Um, VTech Poppy, did did you pick away at your scalp during the game, or what's your nervous tick? <laughs> I was holding on to my stomach. I was so stressed. <laughs> oh my god! I was just sitting on bed, like holding my blanket, and I was like, "Please don't." <laughs> You're just under a blanket <laughs> on your bed. <laughs> I was rocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have the blanket oh when you were walking back? Like, paint the picture. Were you walking around with the blanket as well? well I was just lying on, uh, on my bed because, what is it? What happened was on game three, when they were about to win regula- in regulation, right? So I went to beside a chair and mm-hmm. I started, like, sitting on a pole. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, well, on my knee. <laughs> I was like, please don't screw this up. Please don't screw this up. And what is it? It had to go to double overtime. I'm like, Okay, so let's change this up. I'm just gonna stay in bed and hope they don't screw this up. <laughs> oh God, we do such oh, weird God. things, man. I I, uh, I didn't stand for the last like four minutes of the game. My girlfriend was like sitting on the couch, and I'm like spinning around in circles like a dog chasing its tail in the middle of the living room as like the free throws and the breaking of the trap at the end of the game from Kawhi are all happening, and I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah. Just, uh, what a wonderful, wonderful basketball game. And it was, like, a really good game objectively as well. And I was actually able to enjoy it a little bit because I kind of went in thinking the Raptors were going to lose, and I was okay with that. I thought, 
they lose this one, that's the game they lose, and then they go back game six, and, and they win at home, and then they force a game seven where anything can happen. And I felt okay with that, and I had made peace with that. And then, you know, the, the start of the game when it's 18-4, I'm like, yeah, this kind of checks out. I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And then their defense starts just, like, destroying the Bucks every time they come down the floor. And it was remarkable. And then I really started to get more invested. And then I, yeah, then, but like, I never lost the ability to enjoy the game. I didn't enjoy the double overtime game. That game was stupid and I hated it. And it was just like, that please, yeah, it's like, just please win this thing and like, st- stop making it happen to me because I'm ready for it to be. It was like the Miami Heat series, but in one game. Um, and this one I was able to enjoy for like the amazing basketball game it was. And then it was all vindicated at the end because Kawhi Leonard is a monster and uh, it still defies logic and uh, that he's on this team. It's, it's really, really stupid. Um, we got quotes coming in from Mike Budenholzer saying that uh, Giannis should be at the line more. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, sure. sure. He was uh, okay. four of nine at the line. Maybe hit more than nine of the, or hit more than four of your nine free throws, Giannis. I'm sorry. Uh, my dad texted me. He can't. He doesn't know how to spell it, and he called Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh God, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Lady Antebellum. It's <laughs> 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 like, who's this Lady Antebellum? <laughs> Josh, uh, do you have a favorite part of this game? I, you can't say the Kawhi three over Brook Lopez because that's probably the main one. But um, did you have uh, like a favorite aspect? Did you have a favorite performance? Like, what what are you thinking about most right now? There's so much. Um, yeah, I think Kawhi's playmaking, man, it was so good. Yeah, uh, this is the best he's been. He had nine assists tonight. Just every single time. He wasn't getting into tight situations and having to kick it out DeRozan style to somebody and then just getting cut off. Uh, like he knew exactly where it was going every time. He knew that Fred was hot. He knew that uh, you know whoever it was was that was going to be open. Uh, the Raptors are beginning that kickback shot when uh, if it's Seattle or it's cold, they get a couple steps into the paint. They can kick it back out to the top of the arc. Whether it's Gasol who's usually there or you know one of the guards, um, they're going to be wide open. And he just, he's figured it out. He knows all the spots now. And he hit all guys were hitting their shots. Obviously, Van Vliet hitting his shots helped out a lot. <laughs> uh, all those spot-ups. But, uh, yeah, that that was, it was just, it was gorgeous to see. I mean, it was almost more impressive than his than his shot-making, which we'd seen before. But, yeah, man, I mean, Alex McKechnie, the god, he's the god, man. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to be hurt, but, like, he... Like mounts a thigh roller and then he's just fine. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's he, he has uh, his powers are they come from, every time you see him smile like he just kind of levels up or something. I don't know. Yeah, he also was so good on yeah. defense in this game too. Like rim protection wise, he's just like always there and like yeah, Giannis draws a lot of contact, but also um, like Kawhi played really good defense on him at the rim and didn't foul him. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was. I also love the whole lack of fear whenever Kawhi picks up fouls. He had two fouls early in the game. And it's like, oh, uh, I'm not worried about that I was at all. just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, he's the only player I've never actually been worried about when he picks up, like, two fouls or quick fouls. Yeah, yeah. it's it's absurd. It, it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to just, like, readjust my uh, my brain here. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm just not going to foul. It's, it's really, really something else. Um, this is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Kelsey, do you have a favorite part of the game? Um, I, I think when Kawhi like, broke the space-time continuum and grabbed his own rebound. Oh my god. And got a foul pop. That was probably my favorite. That was pretty great. It's, I mean, apparently it's got Vitek Poppy sweating, so I think that's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> Budenholzer mentioned that after the game as well. Um, oh, I, ah, I'm so glad the Raptors didn't hire Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's crazy. Fine. It's actually, I'm coaching him. Yeah, like, he's not changing anything. He's just like, yeah, no, oh. the, we're, we're the Bucks. We're good. I don't have to change shit. It's like, no, 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 dude, you you were there for the Hawks, right? Like, you remember what happened in the playoffs? Uh... Yeah, like, LeBron <laughs> would just, like, go into the paint, like, and kick out for three, and, like, they would get buried by, like, 25 three-pointers, and, like, <laughs> yeah. this is what we know is going to happen with Bud Coach teams. He made the single adjustment that everybody knew which was coming, which is just putting Brogdon into the starting lineup, and that was it. <laughs> and, then had, and then he had Sterling Brown come out in the second half. Yeah, that was weird. Miritich got benched. Oh boy, Miritich! I was expecting coming in to be someone who I was really going to hate by the end of the series, but now I like him as much as I liked Boban in the last series. Like, please play Miritich. What's that? I thought you're after killer. Yeah, like he kind of fit the bill. Um, I mean, they already have Ursan Ilyasova. What, what's another white European dude uh, who can shoot threes and not play very good defense? <laughs> Um, he was with the Bulls, right? Yeah, he was on those Bulls teams. Uh, he wasn't, like, as, like, Raptors killery as, like, Etwan Moore or, uh, like, Aaron Brooks in that one game or Doug McDermott, yeah, but he, he would have games. Yeah. What were you saying? No, I was saying, God damn, Etwan Moore, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> Think about what we were, like, there was a time where the Raptors lost, like, 12 straight games to the Bulls, and now they're one game away from the finals. The, one game away. The finals. The the NBA know. finals. <laughs> it's, the real NBA finals. Well, sorry. They will, if they make it through, have home court advantage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we're going to try to add somebody here. Uh... Like a fan, uh, Zach. 
at gmail. Alright, I think we got him. Uh, hi. I think. Uh, Anybody else yeah, surprised sorry. about Talk. Kyle all of a sudden <laughs> driving to the paint now? Yeah, he seems very much hellbent on getting to the rim, and it's uh, real nice. I, I don't know exactly, like, what the... like. I, maybe he just saved it for the playoffs, and he... No, he saved it for the series. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Because I'm doing this in, like, versus the Magic of the Sixers. But then again, like, Jimmy Butler was on it most of the time, so I guess I understand why he didn't. Yeah, he really... The thing about Larry that I've really loved so far is that he seems like he's... Um, like, when he does go to the rim, he's very much looking to pick up fouls, and it's it's just like, um, it seems like he just kind of has, like, this, like, very innate sense of, like, how the game is going and how, the like, the flow of the game is, is trending, and, like, there, like, a couple times he, like, picked up fouls today, and it was like, oh, yeah, no, it's, like, the Raptors are kind of teetering a little bit. I'm just going to go stop the clock so we can kind of get back to our good transition like get the bucks out of transition repeatedly and get to the line and slow things down and that's what he's doing it he's just he's he's insane he's he's so so good <laughs> and it's a it's just a treat to have him to watch like what were your thoughts on Kyle uh, tonight uh, Kelsey um when he like came out the gate at the beginning of the second half and hit that 3 i was like Oh my goodness! That's Kyle Lowry. That's who we love. Mm-hmm. That's what he's capable of. And it kind of bothers me not to like damper the mood of the pod, but Marcus All points wise didn't have that great of a game. And everywhere else he did, and everyone says, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter." He did so great. But then when we talk about Kyle Lowry, they say the opposite. And as a Kyle Lowry defender till the day I die, it just kind of bothers me that the narrative is too so two-sided i guess mm-hmm. it feels like the narrative's probably done now right i fucking hope so sorry <laughs> <laughs> like it should have been years. Names on this. yeah what was that josh i just i like i I've, i swear to god i've written like i don't even know in my time at raptors republic i've been somewhere in the ballpark of 10-ish articles just defending kyle lowry because i felt like i had to from rabbit fans whether they be Raptors fans or not and it it always felt like like that every single time it yeah. felt like I was explaining something to people that they just weren't getting it's crazy like I just sometimes I have no idea what people are watching I mean, he's so good he just he just lives in the intangibles he lives in the in-betweens and everybody just puts so much value on the raw box score numbers and for some reason that's all they care about because he's an all-star so that must mean that he scores and all of that which is just it's not the way, you know, that's not what Kyle Lowry does, you know. I mean, he had the great season 2016, whatever. Yeah, but that's that's never been the crux of Kyle Lowry's game, so. Currently, uh, Charles Barkley has his arm around Rod Black and Jack Armstrong on the TSN broadcast. It's, uh, yeah. oh, uh, it's good content. <laughs> uh, so, how are we feeling about Game 6, guys? <laughs> I... I what was that? Cautiously optimistic. I don't know my whole brand is being negative, but I mean, <laughs> so long as the bunch, so long as the bench can just keep it together, yeah, <laughs> like they should win easy. 
I would you, imagine, right? We we should note that VTech did say uh, Bucks by twenty five before the game. Oh my god! So yes, the 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 brand is definitely uh, strong for you. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I'm kind of just without words, man. I, I turned, like, I took notes on the game as I was watching, like, just, like, haphazardly, but I, I don't remember anything I did. It was just all such a blur at the end. Just such a blur. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, like, hold on here. I'm trying to add somebody. Uh-oh. Hey, Zach. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Good, uh, how you doing? Good. Uh, I just accidentally uh, ended the call I had going before, so I'm going to try to get everyone back on here. This is going right. to be a disaster of a podcast to edit together, but hey, whatever. Thanks for doing this, man. Honestly, I think... I... Do we have everyone now? Zach? Yeah. Okay, we have Zach, we have Josh, we have Kelsey, are you there? Hey, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, and then we have uh, VTech, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Josh. I think we're just waiting for Josh. I, I called Zach. Everyone say hello to Zach. Uh, Zach Wilson Hi. from Twitter. Uh, he, he wanted to jump on the pod, so we did it. And uh, I accidentally closed our group chat when I did that. So, uh, But now we're back. <laughs> Zach, what are your thoughts on the game? How are you feeling right now? Get caught up with where we are right now. I literally put on Pursuit of Happiness and jumped around for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I, caught, I caught none of the post-game interviews or anything because I was in my own world. So I'm doing very good. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness the song by Kid Cudi and not the movie with Will Smith. <laughs> the movie yes. was always <laughs> You just put on the part where he gets the job at the end. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Uh, Zach, I was asking uh, everyone on the call what their favorite part of the game was. Uh, you can't say Kawhi's three over Brook Lopez because that's obvious, but um, do you have a favorite aspect of the game, a favorite stat line from a particular player that you're still thinking about right now? If I'm being honest, my favorite part was probably the Marcus All three because I've been a big fan of his forever, and I never jumped off the whole bandwagon saying like oh he's trash now but so when he hit that three it was it warmed my heart for sure yeah that was huge um it was especially nice because he just like passed out of a layup under the under the basket like 10 seconds earlier and it was uh I, i'm pretty sure our friend Faisal Kamisa tweeted a poll four seconds before Gasol hit that shot will Gasol ever shoot again no or no <laughs> and then he hit it and it was <sighs> Great. Um, I also really appreciated Chris Middleton uh, shitting the bed. That was great. Um, he was two of nine, uh, and he did not guard Kawhi Leonard particularly well, as it turns out. <laughs> and uh, that was great. Uh, oh, we should probably talk about this Drake stuff, I guess. Really? I, I don't know. It's, oh, God. Uh, do you guys want... We don't I love Drake. Bring on the Drake. <laughs> well, there's this, like... Who is Mallory Edens? Is this the person I'm supposed to know? Uh-oh. Yeah. He's the daughter of the Bucks owners. Okay. Uh... I think what happened was that... Oh, no. You're cutting out. What's going on? 
No, she was wearing the she was wearing a T-shirt with the Pusha T's like face on it. So right. I guess uh, Drake was trolling back. Right. I don't know. I was scrolling through fa- too fast through Twitter, so I didn't catch all of it. Fair enough. Yeah, he's like done some weird stuff on his Instagram uh, with like he made her face his uh, his Twitter picture or his Instagram picture, which is strange. Uh, we don't have to talk. I'm bored by this. <laughs> I hope he's having fun in the square. Is problematic and him and all of his basketball shenanigans does not need to be one of them so yeah fair enough uh yeah we'll, we can leave the drake talk there uh well i just i don't have any thoughts this is i'll do a podcast tomorrow where i actually have coherent thoughts but i have none right now um the raptors won a game shooting 36 percent from the field think about that that's holy crazy really? yeah they they made 13 two-pointers <laughs> They were 13 of 41 from two and 18 of 43 from deep. Um, actually, that's kind of an interesting thing that they've done in this series is they have just, like, bombed away from deep, and I think that is, like, very calculated because the Bucks are so, like, quick on the trigger and everyone will shoot a million threes. Like, I think they've been trying to balance the math, and they've averaged the exact same number of threes, I think, through four games, and I think the Raptors are now well ahead because the Bucks only put up 31 in this game. Um, mostly because the Raptors closed out like uh, absolute terrifying monsters and were incredible. Um, any like unsung hero- heroes of this game? Josh, we'll start with you. Who's your unsung hero? Unsung hero. Um, I guess. I guess in a way, Siakam, right? Yeah. Um, because. He starts off, he gets a foul, whatever. Then he gets a ghost foul, bad call. He gets sent to the bench. It seems to kind of rattle him when he comes back in. Nurse gambles a bit, brings him back in, still in the first quarter with two fouls. And, you know, trusting him, I think it was a good move by Nurse uh, to bring him back in, especially considering the alternatives. Um, you know, Herm came in and it was immediately posted up by Brooke Lopez, and it was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, but when he came back in, uh, he seemed to be a little rattled offensively. Like he just it wasn't as aggressive looking at for his shots. He he passed off posting up a couple guys. Like Pat Connington was right in front of him, and he definitely could pull a spin move or something on Connington, and he just kind of like passed out of it. Um, he wasn't hitting a lot of his threes, but then uh, you know he was still running around uh, all over the place, flying out on closeouts. You know, um, helping contain Giannis. Um, switching at every opportunity whenever they needed him to he was really really good on that end and I, I'm not sure people are really going to talk about that they're going to think about how he missed a bunch of threes and um, necessarily his dominant self uh, they're going to think of Van Vliet and Kawhi before him maybe even Lowry but I think he was a really vital part of the game tonight and yeah I mean it's been, it's been so cool watching Siakam be able to actually sustain that crazy jump he made this season and have it in the postseason it's just nuts that he's been able to do that in like a single year the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Yeah, he hasn't been as efficient, obviously, but he has found ways to be really effective. Even in, like, game four, he had, like, seven points, but he had six assists. That was, like, pretty good. Um, and tonight he had three blocks, a couple that were very much like the one he had in game three. Uh, just, like, coming out of nowhere from the weak side to, like, swat a shot away. Those were outstanding and beautiful. And, yeah, he, he was only 2 of 7 from deep. I was glad he was taking them. Um, again, the math is always uh, beneficial if you just put up a bunch of threes against the Bucks, and that was helpful. And he had the one kind of, like, ricocheting, and then he hit the one later on in the second half that was huge. I, I can't remember exactly when it came, but it was off a Kawhi pass. Shocker, a Kawhi pass set up a Raptors 3 in this game. God. He had one He had one pass to Norm that was impossible. He, like, drove in and got, like, spun around and then somehow found Norm in the corner and Norm drove and got fouled. And it was just like, how did you see that pass, dude? And, like, where was this all season? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, Kelsey, I want to get your uh, reaction to a quote that just came out from Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's formula per Fred... Quote, zero sleep, have a lot of babies, and go out there and let loose. Your thoughts? Same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably a lot easier when you're not the one actually having the baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> my, friend, my friend Natalie, uh, Mo's friend too, said that we need to retire, uh, or we need to sign Shantae, Fred's fiance, to the max. <laughs> and I completely agree. That's the unsung hero of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to call uh, Katie Heindel now. She just uh, tweeted at us saying, call me, you cowards. So, uh, working at it. Uh, Did anybody else see the Mario Pass fake? With, he was on me the entire ball. You the Jordan fake. Which Hello? One? Katie Heindel! <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are you doing? Holy Shit. Holy shit, guys. I feel crazy. I feel crazy. <laughs> I have to also tell you, I ran out of an, exib- an art exhibition opening and had to tell the last girl on site, please don't steal the art. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then found, found a random bar in the West End, ran into the basement where a metal show was in. It's like, I don't know. It, hadn't, it was about to start. It hadn't started. I was sitting amongst all the merch and just watching it projected on the screen the screen and like moving all these like long hair the way who like didn't care about the game it was a very strange place to watch it but i feel uh, a little bit magical yeah that sounds great that sounds like such a good watching experience i i uh... it, was, it was very fitting it was very fitting for me yeah <laughs> That 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 sounds that sounds pretty like I love those weird watching experiences where you like you don't really, um, like you don't. It's not your typical watching setup, but you're always going know. to remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, my internet is. I guess having six people on one Skype call is bad for internet. Uh, so I am gonna try to go LTE. Just if if you guys drop out, uh, it'll, it'll come back in a sec. Just give me a sec here. Um, so yeah, once again, we're now... Who's here? Oh, yeah, so we've got Katie Heindel, we've got uh, Josh Howe, uh, we've got VTech Poppy, we've got Kelsey O'Brien just left the call, I think she's coming back, and we have Zach Wilson from Twitter. Uh, say hi to Katie, everybody. Hi, Katie. 
What's up? I like how the from Twitter is just being added onto my title. Well, yeah. I'm going to introduce myself like that from now on. Yeah, Zach from Twitter. Uh, that seems... It, it, would you like me to... Uh, to, to, to um, like, introduce you to something else? Where, 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 what's your backstory, Zach? Let's get to know Zach. I'm, uh, I'm from Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm part of the Western Canadian Raptor fans. So, oh. living out here in Edmonton. Oh, right on. So you get to watch and, that game uh, at a reasonable time. Yeah, it, uh, it's nice for West Coast games. Mm-hmm. But it's also not nice for West Coast games during school years when I'm staying up late doing work and I have no sports on past nine or ten. Mm, yeah, I mean it'd be great for the finals. The, yeah, the finals, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> it, it's. Oh. Is anyone feeling like apprehensive about? Saturday at all? Anyone like? No, I mean, I guess I am because I'm like, you know how it feels to be at this point, and you're like, anything I can do to not jinx it, I'll, I, I'll do. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, how? Like, they're coming home, three wins in a row, kind of a demoralizing loss for Milwaukee. Yeah, that really feels like, uh, like the Paul Pierce game three loss for the Raptors against the Wizards. Yeah, it is kind of nice being on the having been on the other side of so many shitty losses to know exactly, like what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like to sort of be able to yeah. see it in the other team, see the despair in their eyes, like when Giannis is hugging DJ Wilson after the game. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> even make you feel bad at all. No, <laughs> I feel bad for Giannis only. Yeah, Giannis is nice. He's cool. Um, yeah. Budenholzer yeah. kind of ruins the whole vibe for me. I don't like Budenholzer. His face bothers me. His voice Wind is confusing to me. When in the willows, Toad. Yeah, his voice. Okay, can we talk about Mike Budenholzer's voice? I talked about this with uh, Reynolds at the game on Tuesday. He agreed with me. Um, his voice is really. It's got like a both a tenor and a baritone at the same time and it's it's got like he's, he's like he's a bass line playing underneath his voice he he always needs a lozenge i, I katie what are your thoughts on d- d- mike budenholzer i don't know that i've heard him like for long enough to to really associate him with like a bass taking a walk which is i feel like what you <laughs> described <laughs> I'm just always like, and I know this is kind of mean. I'm just always focusing on his uh, eyes, which are, like bug out in different sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend today made the observation that uh, Mike Budenholzer looks like a dad who is meeting his girlfriend's boyfriend for the first time, and he's walking down the driveway, and the guy is the no regrets guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we lose uh, VTech and Kelsey? Are you guys here? No, I'm here. Okay. Kelsey? We lost one of them. Oh, yeah, I think we lost Kelsey. Um, the internet is very spotty. This is going to be a, a, not the most 
super smooth listenable podcast, but whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's a perfect representation of the game. Yeah, it was really grimy, and uh, it, it, it kind of reminded me a lot of Game 4 against the Sixers in that, well, Kawhi did crazy things and hit a three over a large person. Um, but just like the... It did feel like the Raptors just kind of had more adulthood to, to fall back on than the Bucks did, and that was really nice. Zach, question for you. What's the the Raptors situation like at Edmonton right now? Do people care? Is it like a thing that people like are, are going to like bars to watch is it uh are you are you on an island like what's the deal yeah right now on edmonton island uh we're uh no it's uh honestly a lot of the true true uh basketball fans out here cheer for the raptors it's kind of those ones who waver back and forth that don't really go with the raptors although i do have one guy on my team who's a bucks fan so this is feeling even better because his snap stories throughout the season were just Annoying. <laughs> and they use Snapchat in Edmonton. Wow. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we just got it this year. <laughs> uh, Josh, how are you feeling about Saturday, buddy? I'm, I'm feeling great about it. Um, yeah, Raptors, they haven't lost a home game in this series, so I, feel, I should feel pretty good about it. You know what I can't stop thinking about now? Is, um, I, don't, I don't... You remember when they did those like, lengthy start up to the finals and they had those like little the little video with the the amalgamation of all the past finals and you had larry bird and magic and um jordan and all that stuff okay so imagine that and you have you know magic he's he's screaming back to back and you have larry bird out there hitting a shot and jordan out there hanging in the air and then right after that you have kyle lowry taking a charge Dude, that's all I can think of now. That's what I want. Kyle Lowry in the NBA Finals, man. That's that's crazy. I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Kawhi quote. Uh, I'm not afraid of the moment. I enjoy it. This is what I worked out during the summer for. Oh my God, Kawhi. He's. He's so chill. He was on the post game with Kristen Ledlow. I don't know if you saw it. it was, she was like, so what's the team's mentality after getting this win going back home? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't gone to the locker room yet. I'm still talking to you. <laughs> oh, just uh, This season is so amazing. It, I don't even... Like, Kate, you wrote about this today in your basketball feelings. I, like, are you even worried at this point about anything with his future or is it just like basking in the glow of this season because that's where i'm at now i was worried about it earlier in the playoffs i don't give a shit now just like it's all so perfect it's a perfect perfect season that i will for, forever remember and hold on to and i uh i i just i i can't be worried about the future yeah like whether he stays or not i don't really care like i i don't think anyone I don't think if you're preoccupied with that right now, yeah. I feel like you're kind of wasting this exact time, which yeah. is like very. It, this has never happened before. It's yeah. like it's too special to just like you can't even think about that. Like if you are, like please stop. You know. Yeah. Also, he's and staying. Then, <laughs> well, <laughs> and like what like what I said today if you haven't subscribed to basketball feelings is that 
it's a, it's kind of a pointless argument because you can put either way for anything. Like what how how hard he's played and where he's taken the team, he can use that. Like if he leaves or if he stays, like every benchmark he's made can serve him wherever he goes. But I think that's like if it's it's a bummer, of course, if he leaves. But it's also like for Kawhi as a player, as like an autonomous human. It's a beautiful and like really important and crucial thing. Mm-hmm. I uh, so, I couldn't yeah. agree more. Vitek. So and also sorry, like I don't care. Like I'm not. Again, like don't think about that stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, it's too special and singular and unique in the moment to even care about anything beyond the next few weeks. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I do want to think about who is coming to the game on Saturday. Now we know Bismack's coming. Yes, Bismack's coming. Uh, I'm assuming Drake will be there. Um, but I want to see, like, you know who I want to see. I need Greg Monroe. I'm here. <laughs> I need, we need, we need CJ back. We need JV back. We need Delon back. This we was... need, like, we need everybody back. This was actually going to be my next question. I was going to throw it to Vitek because I feel like they haven't thrown one his way in a while. Um, are you at all feeling... It's such a complex sort of set of emotions right now because Marcus Gasol is essential to what the Raptors have done. His defense in this game was unbelievable. And without him, they're not here. I feel really sad that like Jonas isn't here and Demar's not here for this. It obviously them being here would have meant this does not happen, but like I don't know. How are you reconciling all that? Because I, it does feel like I was I, I was like, oh man, what's Jonas gonna say about this in the locker? And oh wait, shit. Like I, I actually had that thought tonight and I felt sad. I'll be honest, man. Sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for them, honestly. Like, I mean, like, it was DeMar and Carl before all of this, and they got them to the Eastern Conference Finals back then, mm-hmm. even though it was the most grueling seven-game and seven-game series, and then, like, Cleveland was kind enough to throw us two games. But, I don't know. I feel the, I feel the worst for JV, honestly. Like, he really wanted this. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's not here, but... I feel like all those guys, like, they're not going to be, they'll be bummed about this, of course, because they wanted it, but even, I feel like even at this point, Demar, like, they're going to be happy for the Raptors. Yeah, I would think so. They're going to be happy for Kyle, they're going to be happy for for the dudes. I, um, yeah, I feel... And because, like, this team wouldn't exist where it is now without them. And I don't exactly. even mean that in like a symbolic way. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. they played a huge part in the formation of what this team looks like because they had to be given up to make this current team. And I think when they look at it like that, like they're still as integral to this moment, just like probably not the way they would have envisioned it or wanted it for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like the A... If it's not for, like, Jonas having monster games against the Pacers in the first round in 2016, or DeMar having huge games against the Bucks in 2017, like, the, this team probably gets dismantled before now. 
and it just never ever comes to the point where they can go trade for Kawhi. And so yeah, it is it's such a this team is such a unique instance in like NBA history. It really is. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's it like it doesn't happen this way. It's like usually it's you get high draft picks, you draft dudes, you become really good or you sign a free agent. Like this is such a unique path they've taken that even if they don't win the title, it's it's just been such a un uncharted ride and it's it's so deeply enjoyable and satisfying anytime anything good happens. It's I'm just I I can't properly articulate how happy I am right now after that game. It's ridiculous. No, I think it's gonna take the perfect amount of like hours we have until the next game for it to sink in. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be ready to freak out all over again. Yeah. Uh, Zach, we should probably wrap this thing up pretty soon because I have to be up in uh, four hours and ten yeah. minutes. <laughs> or I gotta go to bed. Or I gotta try and go to sleep. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I think I might be pulling it on later here. Um, Zach, any parting yeah. shots? Any last thoughts on this game, on game six, on the, the run as a whole? Uh, I guess I just want to give a big thank you to DeMar for being good enough to land us Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks for working on your game so much to, to get us this guy. Now, in all, in all seriousness, uh, I, I like going back to your earlier point, I haven't thought about his free agency this whole season because mm-hmm. I felt like it would just take away from the moment so much. And I'm very much in life in general, just an in-the-moment guy. So, you know, I've been enjoying the run and... I'm hoping it lasts another few weeks. Here's hoping. Uh, VTech Poppy, thoughts, parting shots. I was so down on like thinking that Kawhi would leave or stay or whatnot. I I didn't think it was high before the playoffs started, and like ever since uh, the Magic series and ever since like that Game Seven shot, I've been like, yo, he's staying. He's not leaving. Why would he do this? <laughs> <laughs> Why would he leave Surge? The man ate a beef penis pizza. There's no way he's leaving. Yeah, I'm kind of ready to eat one now. <laughs> we just, yeah. I uh, might just go order a beef. Like, I don't know how you get one, but it seems like a good idea. Uh, Josh, do you have any parting shots before we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Ed Van Vliet. Please have more children. Please. <laughs> That's all I ask for. I don't know how quickly you can get those things like going, but like we probably need another one for the finals. So, yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, I don't think he'd have a problem with your suggestion. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for a finals MVP, uh, Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> oh, man. Fred Van Vliet locking up. Oh, man. The last two games, I, I don't. I, it's I don't know where it's come from, man. But it's amazing. I Yo, love. It's so weird seeing him run out of Brook Lopez and try to contest his shots. <laughs> <laughs> he's been like a rim protector, like he's he's like. Yeah, but I mean, is it truly that weird? Like that's just Fred. Like honestly, you know, I would like to, I defend him to the ends of the <laughs> earth. But I think people really forget about like the amount of. Like he's he's a grinder. Like yeah. all he does is work, and when he like 
he, he when he fucks something up, he like knows he does it, and he comes back twice as hard, and he like beats himself up about it to no end, and then he just like figures out a way to improve that the next time. And I think like, you know, unfortunately, he had a pretty long run of not being that great, and I think all that did was like compound into ways that he then looked at himself and was like, how do I fix this? So now he's coming back and like playing doubly on all fronts. So to me, it's not a surprise. But I'm glad that everybody's so stoked on it. <laughs> Very uh, stunned at the pro Fred Van Vliet sentiment emanating from Katie Heindel. Uh, <laughs> there should never. I've never gone negative on Fred. There I should... always believe in Fred, man. Like if yeah. there's someone who's ever gonna come back and like do it for you, is Fred Van Vliet. You're you're right. I was slapped. <laughs> what was that? I'm not gonna lie. I was slapped during him like before. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if you gotta take your personal frustrations and demons out, maybe. But like, you get to only do that once with Fred. All right, I think we should wrap this thing up. I gotta go to bed. Uh, enjoy every second of this season. This is amazing. Game six gonna be awesome. I'm really mad that it's such a late start because I uh, want to go get lit afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> But it might be too late by the time I'm done covering the game. Uh, so, but yeah, stay tuned for. I'm sure there'll be a podcast after the game on Saturday if, uh, if things go poorly or well. It's gonna go well. The Bucks are toast. They're toast. They just they, they've lost it. They've lost their spirit. They've had their spirit snatched by Kawhi Leonard. It's. <laughs> They're going to yeah, the their final. spirit's looking pretty soggy. Yeah, say. like it feels like a superstar. <laughs> it's it's truly unbelievable, uh, guys. Thank you all so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks to Kelsey O'Brien as well, who had to peace out because uh, she has children and had to tend to children. Um, did we lose anyone else from the call? I think we're good, right? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> Kate, Katie Heindel, Basketball Feelings, Josh Howe, uh, Raptors Republic, VTech Poppy, uh, an Osmos near you, uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson, Twitter, and uh, you can find me at, at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review. Also, if you haven't gotten your rating, your reviews in on iTunes and your screenshots sent to me to get into the draw for the Carlos Delfino framed picture and the jerseys of Serge Ibaka and Jose Calderon. Make sure you get those into me before tomorrow. What's so funny, Katie? <laughs> Nothing. What a serious contest. What a good reward. It's very good. Someone today got like mad that the, that the, that the stuff wasn't good enough and I was like, dude, it's free. It's like, I'm, I'm giving it away. I purchased it to That's give away. the Baron Yanni jersey hanging in my closet right now. <laughs> Uh, that is, we've come a long way. That that feels like about the perfect way to leave this thing. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll have a more coherent analysis-y podcast on Friday, I'm sure, so stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks to everyone for joining me. And we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad- free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.